Welcome to a Healing Peace podcast. We strive to create a place where women can come together to talk, grow, be refreshed, and renewed as we navigate life's hurdles. Inside this podcast series, we discuss shaping our identity, where we provide tools for conquering life's waves. Let's dive in. Welcome to our first episode in our new series, Shaping Our Identity. Our hope for this series is to assist us with forming our identities and enabling our growth despite our cultural ethos. Yes, our society at times throws challenges our way. However, we do not have to conform to the idealisms that keep us from healing. If you were with us before, we're changing things up a bit. That's right. We will first review scriptures. And you know what? We made it easy for you. All scriptures are from the book of Ephesians. I have always stated that the book of Ephesians is God's love letter to me. Now I have the chance to share this special book with you. As I share, I want to preface that sometimes I get a little excited about God's word. In fact, I may nerd out sometimes. But feel free to send me some feedback at ahealingpeace.com and plainly state, girl, I don't know what you were talking about. I'll review it and make sure your voice is heard. Ladies, as we continue this journey, please know that I'm keenly aware that some of us have been hurt by others, especially when it comes to the word of God. Despite these experiences, our hope is to present God in a fresh light. Our goal is to reflect his balance portrayed in his word that at times we may overlook. By doing this, God's truth will continue to take anchor in your hearts, in my heart. Our new model We'll begin by digging into God's word. The following episode, we will look at practically how does the word of God fit in our everyday lives. To do this, I asked several people, women, to join our podcast as guests. And you know what? I am so excited about our lineup. We will interview life coaches to keep us inspired and well-balanced a social worker to encourage and help us to make better choices, a therapist to guide us through our family dynamics, not to mention everyday folks walking through their healing journeys. Yes, we're going to talk about it. What we share will inspire, motivate, and refresh your spirits. Lastly, after all these little nuggets, we will spend some time recapping in the third episode of each topic. We want to give you guys time to digest the information shared. Like, I don't want us just to keep talking, 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 and that's all we do is talk, 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 talk. But we really want to encourage that the things shared will be tools to strengthen and enlighten and strengthen and enlighten and transform your spirits. And as we do this, 
Sometimes we need to hear things over and over again. Why? We forget. Or it just takes us a moment to process the information shared. And people always tell me, come here, you on repeat. You on repeat. You on repeat. Well, guess what? We get to be on repeat together. Due to the new format, we will have a weekly Tuesday episode. So for those who've been following me this whole time, which I appreciate, your small crowd, but we're going to grow. It's no more going to be that once a month stuff. We're going to dig in, we're going to talk, we're going to learn, and we're going to grow. Are you ready? Let's begin. Okay, 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 okay. I moved to a new state several years ago. The first thing I noticed was the lack of trees. I cannot believe it. A state with no trees? It's like I, I didn't move to the desert. I was disappointed as I became used to a canopy of lush, tall, green trees. It brought comfort to me to be in nature and see God's creation. Well, in my new state, I did not see anything. I would take long drives and maybe, you know, see some sections of trees. Anyways, as time went by, I got used to the fact that I did not see a canopy of green. Two years went by, in fact. I ended up having a conversation with a friend, two years later, that is, who was considered to move to my new state. The first thing I told her was that it's a great place, but there are no trees. My friend was like, what? Wait, no trees? How can that be? How do you guys get oxygen? I thought about her questions, and I was like, some good points there. Later that week, as I drove around, I began to look more intently at my surroundings. As I looked, I noticed trees everywhere. I began to wonder, hold up, wait a minute. Were there trees here this whole time? How could I have missed it? Well, I realized that they were not big, tall, luscious, the canopy that I was used to. They were small, barely visible to me. And you know what? They were barely visible because of my previous experiences with trees. I say this because this experience reminds me of Ephesians 1, 17 through 23, where Paul prays for the people's enlightenment, understanding, awareness of God, his calling, and the riches of his inheritance. In their enlightenment, they might know God's power at work in them. Paul was concerned for his fellow believers' awareness of God. I was not aware of the trees until someone caused me to examine my surroundings. Paul does the same for believers. He called them to examine their understanding of God and his power in their lives. He does all this by praying for them. Let's review his prayer. In Ephesians 1, 17, Paul petitions God to grant his people a spirit of understanding of him. Paul goes to the source for asking for their understanding. He didn't try to force an understanding. He asked God, someone more powerful, to grant clarity, to provide insight to 
him, not Paul, but to God. Think about it for a second. Have you ever tried to help someone to figure out something, anything, school, work, something small, something big, and they just would not get it? And you spent more time, more time, and you, you try to rethink how to present the information. And every time you change the presentation, you think, okay, they'll get it this time. And then they don't. I remember being frustrated at a young age, trying to teach my brother how to tie his shoes. I was like, dude, all you need is two little loops and knots, but he couldn't figure it out. And then I remember, oh my goodness, I was even more frustrated when I was trying to teach him how to ride the bike. I said, dude, just get on the bike and paddle. But we all know no one ever learns how to ride a bike by just getting on the path. And Paul, he was like, mm-mm, I am not about to do all that. I'm not about to get all frustrated, trying to get you to understand, God, I ain't gonna, no, I'm gonna go to the source and I'm gonna ask God to provide you with understanding of him. Actually, Paul was a smart man. And Paul, he continued. He said, you know what? After you open their hearts and their minds to understand you, what do they need to do on a daily basis to gain that understanding, to keep that understanding? What does their everyday look like? So he gets more specific. He says, God, give them spiritual eyes. Have them to see how you see. And you know what? A friend just told me the other day, Khmer, I want you to pray to see how God sees you. I needed his spiritual eyes to overcome my emotional and life hurdles. So, friends, ladies, what happens when we have spiritual eyes? We are able to turn from darkness to light, from Satan to God. God calls us out of darkness to light. Now, the great thing about God is that he does not tell us to do something without equipping us. In this particular case, God shows himself in our hearts to give us light and understanding of him. Ultimately, God shows his light on us. Therefore, when we allow God to remain with us in our inner being, he will grant us understanding of him. Think about it, because sometimes we overcomplicate things. We try to get like 20,000 books and do all this investigation work, which is great. But Paul was like, let's keep it simple. Spiritual eyes, allow God to be with you in your being, asking God, guide me, be with me. What does it look like to please God? And when we do that, he shines his light in us. He grants us more understanding of him. Why? Because he wants to be seen and understood. He doesn't want to be overcomplicated. And what's the benefit when we allow God to be in us and we understand him? Well, we turn from darkness and we may receive forgiveness of our sins along with an inheritance with fellow believers. Wow, what a promise. What a blessing. But Paul doesn't stop there. He continues in verse 18. He says, okay, your spiritual eyes are intact, but now I want you to know the hope of his calling. 
Did you know that our gifts and calling never change or are taken away from us? Romans 11.29 says this, and it uses the term irrevocable. Now, I'll be a little honest with you guys. I had to look up the word. Irrevocable means not able to be changed, reversed, or recovered, final. So with God, our gifts and our calling in him are final. They do not change. In a previous podcast, I shared about a fellow, I I shared about my feeling of being a failure in school. In fact, I had a high school teacher who noticed my difficulties and discouraged me from being an engineer. He thought that I was unable to grasp the complexities of engineering. For a moment, I listened to his opinion of me, which fueled my insecurity in other areas of my life. However, just, you know, God has final say. However, as years progressed, I noticed that I, in fact, had an engineering mind. And if you know me, you're like, yes, you're too much of an engineer. And later in life, I became a software engineer. I'll tell you this, ladies, God is not like my teacher. He does not see our faults and decide that we're incapable of doing and being in his will. He does not try to alter his gifts or our calling to adjust to our life circumstances or our inability to get it. This also means that despite how crazy, I'll be feeling that sometimes, how crazy we feel, we're inadequate, God does not take away our gifts and calling. Did you catch that? It does not get removed. God is always with us and hoping for our success in him. But Paul continues, since our calling is secure, Paul does not want us to take it for granted. He says, remind us to know the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Sometimes we need to sit back and remember the good that God has brought in our lives. And did you know that the riches of the glory of his inheritance includes forgiveness of sins, sanctification in his truth? This forgiveness is through Christ who redeems us from our sins. His action of redemption is according to God's grace. It's not according to what I think I did today that I deserve it. It's like, no, you'll never desert it because you're crazy and you're filthy. I'm exaggerating, of course. We're not crazy and filthy. But our actions can sometimes lead us away from him. But because of his grace, God says, I'm going to redeem you from it. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to clean you off. And I'm going to put you back in a place better than where you came. That's his promise. And lastly, our inheritance is shared amongst the believer. Therefore, how wonderful is it to be included with God's people? We get to be in a community where others have this precious gift as we continue to learn about God and his understanding. So far, what a powerful prayer, right? You're like, whoa, Paul, you were doing a lot. But he keeps going. And in verse 19, he talks about God's power. And he declares 
the measureless greatness of his power in us who believe according to the working power of his might. And ladies, there's another scripture that says his power works mightily in me. Therefore, since his power is working mightily in me, then be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. <laughs> what a way to pray for someone. In God, his power works in me. And I think for a moment, because sometimes I get fixated on not being successful enough or considering myself a failure. You know, there's another passage in 2 Corinthians 12 where Paul is reflecting over his weakness. See, we all have stuff, right? And in his weakness, he noted that God's power is made perfect in his weakness. In a previous podcast, I talked about failing miserably at work. You see a constant thing, failure, failure. That's not who God is in me. It, nevertheless, my boss, she thought I was on drugs. I was crying, carrying on. But God used that time in my life to draw me closer to him. He put me in a place where I had to cry out to him by being strengthened in my faith. And he also placed faithful women, women, sorry, in my path to support me. Even though I considered myself weak, God worked powerfully within me. Ladies, sometimes we may think we cannot do it. But know that we serve a faithful and powerful God who will work despite our circumstances. God is faithful. But Paul, he concludes his prayer in verses 20 to 23 by bringing our attention back to Jesus. Jesus has all authority and is head over everything, including the church. This climax is the foundation for believers to experience victory over darkness, deliverance from our sins, and strength in God's mighty power. Eyes that see understands God's presence in every circumstance. With me in those trees, I failed to see what was around me. But God does not want to be like this in our lives, overlooked, minuscule. He wants to know, he wants us to know that he is visible, he is lush, and he is a canopy. When we allow God to take anchor in our hearts, we allow him to provide us with understanding. Take courage. Keep your eyes fixed on him and continue in the hope of your calling. Lastly, ladies, take the journey with me. Pray to see yourself through the eyes of him. I'm just starting this journey, but I'm excited to see what God reveals. Again, he wants me to understand him. And when I'm understanding him, I have the privilege to understand the goodness of myself in return. Ladies, thank you for being with me today 
as I share these little nuggets of having spiritual eyes. If you want the scripture references, please go to ahealingpeace.com. Go to the biblical section under resources and select eyes that see. And you know what? I'm excited about our next podcast. We're going to look at eyes that overcome darkness as we discuss overcoming the darkness of depression. See you next time.